Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Sustain, rescue, soothe, renew, and defend your skin with Blusoma. I found a skincare line that improves my complex skin challenges in a holistic way. Blissoma's toxin-free products, healthy ingredients, and ethical business practices make it easy for me to support them. Now, after using their products, I found a new respect for the sacred relationship between plants and people. Blissoma is cutting-edge chemistry meets traditional herbal knowledge. Their commitment to use carefully sourced, premium, raw, organic botanical ingredients makes me feel good about pampering my skin. I partner with Blissoma to offer you 20% off of their products. Use the code BRUNCH, that's B-R-U-N-C-H, at checkout to lock in your discount. Check out Blissoma.com, that's B-L-I-S-S-O-M-A.com, where the most radiant beauty is rooted in balance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today is a special day, not just any day, because no, it's not my anniversary, but guess what? It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Hey, y'all, I have made another trip around the sun. I know that the last 12 months have been nothing that I could have predicted. Uh, what started out as a action-packed flight catching, running through the airport, kissing my baby goodbye, loving on my husband, FaceTiming, jumping around year, quickly transformed into a stay-in-place, wear masks, wear gloves, hand sanitizer, short-order cook, entertainment coordinator, back to running my business full-time, juggling all types of balls in the air year. And you know what? I don't think I'd have it any other way. I have been able to reevaluate, refocus, dive deep, spend more time with myself, maintain my health mentally, physically, and emotionally in a way that I probably would not have been able to do had the world not been turned upside down. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I know it's been emotionally rigorous for me. I, like I told you guys before, I don't think I've cried so much in my life that I've cried in 2020. Um, I guess frustration, overwhelming, heartbreaking, uh, heartbroken, not breaking. It's not continuously breaking. Um, just heartbroken, just so many different things. But out of all of that, every time it's happened, the tears come, I'm able to ask questions that push me forward. So far, anyway, God knows what's, you know, oh, gosh, man, there's so many things I did in the last 12 months. One of the things I did was read Michelle Obama's book or listen to because I, you know, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I didn't have time to, to do it. I listened to it as I traveled in, in ways that were convenient for me. And mostly, honestly, I, I kind of pretty loved the book. Love pretty much loved the book for the most part. There were some areas toward the end that I was like, OK, I know this part. But I was so interested in 
knowing more about her journey because you know we got to see her be his cheerleader but i knew michelle was strong i already knew that there was no doubt in my mind that she was strong but listening to her struggles about parenthood and fitting into people's standards and what they thought of her and how she just couldn't win and then as she talked about the weight of the world and how she and president obama went into this knowing that they had to represent for the culture like they knew they couldn't misstep. They even went so far as to pay for all renovations of the White House out of their own pocket. Renovations meaning redecorating. Of course, they you know they don't renovate the place. Well, they do, but the taxpayers will pay for that. But the redecorating and all that stuff, because she knew everything they spent, everything they did would be scrutinized. That's a lot of freaking pressure, y'all. And I loved that because I wanted, I knew that there were multiple race people reading her book. And I don't think a lot of people are aware of the multiple faces that we wear as black black people and how we only get to show a small piece of who we are out in public because we have to code switch so much and we have to blend in. And her book really dove deep in that in such an eloquent way that, I mean, if you haven't read it or listened to it, I would strongly suggest you do it. Uh, she actually reads it. So it's, it's, you know, you feel like you're talking to Michelle. Like you really feel like you get to know her. It made me love her all the more. Um, I thought about a couple of things, you know, after reading the book, I thought about, you know, some questions people probably ask us like, why do we love her so much? Well, we love her number one, because she's the first African-American first lady, right? Not only is she the first one, but she is like this tall, extremely intelligent woman who no doubt he would, Barack Obama would have never been president without Michelle Obama. Let's just be clear. Not only because she was out there on that, on that platform and on the campaign trail campaigning for him, but without that kind of support and without that kind of cheerleader of someone who can totally relate to every part of your story, there's no way you will rise, which is why I always call marriage a partnership. Like it is, how can we build together? Um, and so I loved it. Um, I, well, another reason we love her is because she looks like us, right? You have this woman who can wear her hair curly in a twist out or long and put a clip in bang in and rock the cutest outfits. Like even on her book tour, if you watched her Netflix documentary, number one, oh, thank you, Netflix. And her, you know, her and Barack got her producing. I love their second act, but we can get there in a second. But Watching that, and you saw that one outfit she came out with the knee-high boots, and I'm like, what first lady do you know, former first lady, would wear that on a tour? None of them. And for that, I was clapping, screaming, yelling, and cheering because she did that, and she put that black girl magic in there. And and she is one of those people, uh, along with Bozeman St. John, who are badass bows on Instagram, if you don't know who I'm talking about. They literally have made being who we are mainstream from the corporate standpoint or from the politically correct standpoint um, in a way that we have never been able to do before. And I mentioned Bose because she's now just been promoted to uh, CMO at Netflix. She came from Endeavor. She worked with Apple and Beats and all those folks. If you don't know her resume, Google it. Uh, and she's now at Netflix and she wears long nails and she's like the Flojo style of corporate and melanin rich big beautiful black hair and out here ruling it and regulating it and i think michelle does the same thing in her own way because it's true to her style right but that helps women like you and me who 
want to go on a job interview and want to wear our natural hair, but are afraid we need to straighten it because we don't want to be perceived as too ethnic, which is a damn shame. Yes, I said it. You know, for those folks listening who are not black, uh, I want you to know that that's something that we worry about all the time. And how can you be perceived as too ethnic for what grows out of your scalp? Literally, that's how you were born. That's how God made you. God did not send you here with a relaxer kid and a flat iron. Uh, There's products you can use on it to manage our, you know, curls and all that good stuff. But why should we ever have to put on a wig or wear our hair straight to make people feel comfortable about hiring us based on our skills? Just imagine that kind of weight. That's what we're walking around here dealing with. And to have someone in the position of Michelle Obama understand that weight, mm, y'all. It just it was just like we've come a long way. We got a lot to do, but we're getting there. And that's why we love Michelle. And the fact that her husband rides for her, y'all, like seriously, you could tell she gives him all kind of side eyes, the way she talks about his cleaning habits in the book and all those things, but it just was well in my spirit. And when I got to the section of the book of her 2008 recap, y'all, it just brought tears to my eyes. I remember driving down the road just crying, remembering how I felt uh, when Barack Obama was elected and I, how I knew the legacy would be changed and how proud my family, like my mother was. And my grandmother passed away right before in December. So um, before he was actually inaugurated, but she, man, she would have been, uh, so proud. And, and I think about that and I think about how many folks, all the stories we've heard about folks marching and not being able to eat and not being able to sit. And then for them to be able to see our first black president, it just brought tears to my eyes. It really choked me up. Um, so much so that I'm still following, still enamored. Of course, like I said, I literally saved the Netflix series because I was like, you know what? This is going to be one of those I can watch just kind of play in the background when I'm doing makeup just to be reminded how strong and powerful we are and how capable we are. So thank you, Miss um, Michelle Obama. I cannot wait to connect with you one day. I'm speaking it. I'm claiming it here. Anybody know Michelle? Holler at your girl. Help me get her on this show. She is obviously one of our dream guests. And uh, yeah, so shameless plug. But no, love that book. It really started out my year and I thought it was a great, great tone. Uh, one of the things that I'm working on, as you all know by this point, is that we have our first challenge. It is the We Build, We Win Challenge. Why did I decide to do a challenge? Y'all, I know that people do them all the time. Influencers, folks on the internet do them all the time. But after uh, the revolution began, after Mr. George Floyd passed away, and we all were just like at our wit's end, and we really proactively started seeking change again, I was overwhelmed with options, right? Like, how do we keep this conversation going in a way that makes sense to use the platform that we already have, right? How do I create this wave of information to our brunch and slave tribe without it becoming the Black Lives Matter platform because they don't need me to be the Black Lives Matter platform. They already have one. But how do I make sure that I incorporate it into what we're already doing? And I thought about all the hashtags that were out there and I thought, you know what? I don't see any hashtags calling, causing for action, like truly 
putting a campaign behind action. And so we already had an existing hashtag called We Build, We Win, which for me means when we work together, we get further together, right? Like, you know, you cannot go anywhere without somebody advocating on your behalf. That means our allies. That means people who stood in the room for you and, and got you jobs or got you into programs or got your baby into school. You had an advocate. And the We Build, We Win Challenge is a way for us to keep moving forward and a way for us to give everybody an opportunity to help us move forward. I know a lot of times things, emotions are high and feelings are very raw and we don't necessarily want to cross-collaborate. Uh, but I think it's very important because there are a lot of folks out here who have been vocal their whole lives and they didn't wait until they saw the hatred um, that we witnessed if you saw the video of Mr. Floyd losing you know, his life, they didn't wait till then, they were already advocating. And there are a number of them who want to tell their family and friends to wake up. And there are a number of them who want to, to have more actions. And there are a number of people who are just now waking up, yeah, believe it or not, but they wanna know what to do. And they aren't um, as direct as you or I. You know, uh, I saw Sarah Jakes do a Juneteenth um, little commentary about, Black women and how we talk and don't call us angry and don't call us aggressive. What we are is direct because truth be told, we just don't have time for all the sugarcoating and lollygagging and a lot of people have. Nobody spared our feelings. So I guess we that wasn't really engraved, especially for me. I don't know a lot of folks who have time to sit around and tell you uh, that they don't like it in this flowery, beautiful way. But as a matter of fact, I don't understand a lot of the sugary talk. I prefer people just be direct with me. Tell me what you need, what you didn't like, and let me fix it. Allow me to do that. We move faster. We get a lot more done. And I respect you and know exactly how to read you. What I have a hard time doing is reading people who don't say what they mean and mean what they say. And so that's why you see a lot of Black women who are just like, hey, this is what I said, what I said, okay? Um, not in a disrespectful way, not in a roll your neck and pop your your, your, your gum or your mouth or anything. It's just, hey, that's what I said. What part didn't you understand? I don't like it. Do we, what I don't like about it, A, B, C, and D, can you do something about it? Great. All right. That doesn't mean I'm holding a grudge against you. That doesn't mean I don't want to work with you anymore. It means, hey, let's work on this and move forward. So we, I wanted to test all those folks who needed that extra hand holding or who maybe not even need an extra hand holding, but give them something that they could do because I got a number of DMs asking me, what can I do to help? Or Amir, I'm here for you. I stand with you. And those were great. I appreciate it, but I would appreciate more if you acted where you are and extended your hands to as far as you can reach them and touch those people who probably are not thinking about this anymore. So we created the We Build, We Win Challenge. When I say we, I say the Brunch of Sight team, which is a nice, beautiful group of very diverse folks from all over the world. I had the idea. We had some calls. We talked about some challenges and some things that we could actually help move the conversation forward. One of them would be to brunch and build. Brunch and build with someone who's not Black or if you are white, someone who is black, if you are not black, but someone who is black, if you are black, someone who is not black, and have some conversations. So much so that we even give you some prompts for the conversation. We're not trying to get you guys to educate the masses. That's not what this is for. What it's for is to answer questions so that people can know why, where, and who they can help. And they can get these conversations started within their families. And I know a lot of people have a tough time with this and how to properly support and how often you should support and know that it is not just a trend. 
Uh, well, another thing is, what are you reading? Like, what are you reading? What have you read since this movement? There were a billion emails that came out of read this book and seven black people to follow and seven black businesses to support. Well, it's a whole lot more than seven black books and seven black businesses out there. So I want you to dig deep. And if you bought some of those books, great. That was a step in the right direction. If you do nothing, I want to know what you learned from them. I want to know how you're implementing it. And so the challenge is for us to have conversations for seven whole days, y'all. Some of them are fun. Uh, most of them are, I think, culturally enriching. I think that we have power. And I think if we start doing these things and we do our prompt, I give you multiple prompts, right? So you don't have to do the same thing every day. There are a couple of days that have like a set prompt. But I, as a creative, for me, I prefer to be able to have some, some leeway because something might speak to me more than another. So I'm challenging people to do something active to progress the Black Lives Matter movement in a way that is the first step, right? In a way that keeps the conversation going, in a way for us to use our audiences as, uh, as a way to educate more people. And when I say use our audiences, meaning we have these folks we're in front of, whether you have 500 followers or 500,000, these are folks who trust you and they like what you're doing. And when they see you actively still seeking change, then they will probably follow or at least do a couple of the recommendations you're doing. And that's what I wanted to do for my birthday. I wanted to put my actions where my mouth was, you know? And uh, I'll be honest with you, I had some folks who sent me some DMs I didn't like about how could they do certain things and how can they have courage? And I thought, well, why are you asking me? I don't know the option of not having courage because everything I do, I'm always the only person in the room. And I don't feel that, I feel it, Obviously, I'm aware of it, but I don't walk around with a chip on my shoulder that I'm the only person. I just know when I'm in there, I got to do the same thing Michelle did, and I got to represent for the culture so that more can be invited. And if they give me the opportunity, I always throw names in hats, and I need everybody to do that, right? When you go into work and you realize in your senior management meeting, there's no one in there of color, that's your time to say, what are we doing about this, Right? When you are in a blogging group or a influencer group and you're following these folks and you guys are helping each other in pods and there are no people of color in there, what are you doing to change that? When you're going to get loans for small businesses or you're in a mastermind and there are no people of color in there, what are you doing to change it? So I wanted to do this and this is my birthday gift. So if you want to do something for me for my birthday, join the Rebuild We Win Challenge. It is free. It is not time consuming. And at the end of the week, we are all going to go live individually on our own accord. And we're going to tag, we build, we win. And we're going to talk about what we learned. And we're going to talk to our, our people who follow us, our family and our friends. And we're going to be real. And we're going to have real conversations. And I want you to tag us so I can see them because I want to watch every single video. I want to know what people learn. I want to know. I would love to do this again, have this challenge again. Um, I would love to have more people help out with it. Um, so I want to know your thoughts. Y'all, this is uh, September, starts September 13th. Today's the 15th. It ends September 17th. You can play catch up. I won't mind. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it and come from an excellent place. Set your intentions. And my intentions are truly just to be the change I want to see in the world and to build and win because I am not naive enough to believe that I can get to where I want to and the places of my dreams 
only with my my people who look like me. There's no way because they're not in the rooms that I need to be in and they don't sit at the tables yet where I need them to sit. So I need all my allies to rally the troops, to start these conversations, to tell me who pissed you off when you were having them because I'm your girl and you can call on me. But to say thank you and say well done to those who you did challenge and saw something differently, y'all. Again, I'll say it, women, we are the key. We are the change. We set the pulse and it is time for us to take charge. And when I say take charge, that doesn't mean eliminate all the men and don't allow them to have certain roles. No, but show up, step up and show them we can. And then when those who are in roles who come home to us do things that are ridiculously out of character and represent us poorly, clap back and put him in his place, whatever way you do that, right? If that means not cooking dinner, whatever works for you, girl, do it. But I'm holding y'all accountable too, right? Because if your husband holds an office and he's out here feeling froggy and jumping with ridiculousness out of his mouth uh, as a partner, you need to shut that down, right? Okay. So let's do this, y'all. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. I'm thankful for you believing in me. Happy birthday. Thank y'all. And hey, you build a win. <laughs>